Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30, 20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. Now that's something else, something nobody taught me that you might be interested in knowing. God can anoint you for a while in a certain area and you could think that that may be my call ultimately. And it may not be your call at all, ultimately. Although he is providing grace for that time and for that period, for a multitude of different purposes. You know, in uh, November the 1st, 1987, I'm sure you remember that Sunday, that I happened to be at a church service. And it was a morning service and the Lord anointed me on that day. I had a vision. I had my eyes closed and I was worshiping the Lord. We were in worship service. And see, some people don't think that that's valuable, but you've come too late to tell me. You can be silly if you want to and be stupid, but I'm not. So I was in worship and I'm just worshiping the Lord. And my younger brother Greg is, seated, is standing next to me as, as I'm worshiping the Lord. And I had a vision. I saw me saying, anoint me to make money. I saw this in the vision. I saw me saying it. And the power of God came on me. I won't go into all the details of it, but the power of God came on me so strong I had to kneel down because I couldn't stand up. That's how strong it was. I was in a whirlwind. I was like in a tornado or a hurricane. I was just, and, and I'm talking about a hurricane of the power in the spirit, of, in, in the spirit, the power of God. And I just had to get down on one knee because I couldn't stand up. And the Lord did. Now, see, if no one teaches you, how do you know these things except by the grace of God? I thought, well, I'm in business. I'm a Christian. I wound up here. So it must be God's will. He's even anointed me for it. That must be what I'm called to. How wrong I was. And I thought that. See, some people look at me and they think, oh, well, Mark took several years to get in the ministry. I can too. Well, no, maybe you can't because I'm teaching you. I had nobody to teach me. Nobody told me what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, but nobody told me this. So God had mercy on my ignorant head. Are you with me? So I, I mean, I didn't know. So I could have just assumed that. How wrong I was. Because that anointing began to wane as God began to speak to me about full-time ministry. He was going to anoint me for something else now. And he did. I was conscious of the fact when the anointing to minister came. Though it had been on me in some measure before, I was conscious of the fact when it increased. And God changed that. So you could work and function in a place for a period of time. And if we get time, we'll look at Acts, Acts the 6th chapter. You understand that uh, the apostles said for them to seek out, in, in talking about in Acts the 6th chapter, where it said that the, the Grecians were arguing against the Hebrews, Grecians being the Greeks, Hellenistic Jews, some translations say because they had some Greek in them, that their widows were being neglected. Now you think that everything in the church of Jesus Christ is equitable and everybody in the church deals equitably? Think again. The, the Greeks felt like their widows, because they had some Greek in them, were being neglected. And so the apostles said, Seek out for yourself seven men from among you, full of the Holy Ghost, of an honest report, and with wisdom. 
Those were the three criteria that Peter gave them. They had to have an honest report. Now imagine the full gospel pastor having to say, now, when you go out through the congregation, find somebody who's got an honest reputation, full of the Holy Ghost, and has got some wisdom. I imagine they thought, well, my God, that's going to be impossible. No, I'm teasing. But do you know, why would he specify that? Because you could be lacking in any one of those. And it's a, sh it's sorry, it's a sorry thing to say, but there are Christians that are very manipulative. Very manipulative. And it's very hard to uncover their, their dishonesty in things. Because they always have a convenient cloak. But the truth of the matter is you could. And he told them, now get somebody who's got an honest reputation. Well, that means everybody that's a Christian does not have an honest reputation. You say that's true? Oh, yeah, that's true. There are those in the church of Jesus Christ that do not have an honest reputation. They deal irreputably. So he said to do that. Well, they laid their hands on them, which is another, another whole sermon in and of itself. They laid their hands on those, those seven men. They picked them. The congregation picked them. But the apostles laid hands on them. It's another sermon for another day. But in any case, they served at those tables for some time. You remember Philip was one of them? And you remember Stephen was one of them. Did God keep them in, those, in that function? No. You recall that Stephen began to do mighty works among the people and he was confounding the, the Jews with his wisdom so much so that he gave them a sermon one day. They, they liked so much they stoned him and they killed him. So Stephen was martyred. He was the first martyr. And then you had Philip. And in the eighth chapter of Acts, it says Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the multitudes with one accord were giving heed to what Philip preached, seeing the miracles which he did. Because demons came out of people crying with a loud voice. And many who were lame and paralyzed were healed. Well, here's a fellow who was he laid hands on and anointed to serve on tables, but he didn't stay there. What if he'd have said, well, this is all God's called me to. I remember when Peter laid hands on me, the anointing came on me to wait on tables. So I guess that's what I'm to do. No, you may start there, but that isn't where you necessarily finish. Now, it may be, you know, there's others that from that group that perhaps maybe that's all they ever did. Maybe God didn't call them to anything further. Fine. Nothing wrong with that. How many know they needed somebody to wait on the tables and to do it equitably to keep the murmuring down? Do you know that? They needed somebody to be fair and to do it right. And so they got them. All right, let's go on. You have gifts according to the grace given to you. Exercise them accordingly, if prophecy, according to the proportion of your faith. If service, in his serving. If service, in his serving. Is that a pulpit? Now, some people, they, they don't want to be a service to the church except the way they want to be. Well, I want to do this. Well, we don't need you to do that. Yeah, but I want to do it. We don't need that. Here's what we need. Yeah, but I kind of wanted to. Okay, we'll find somebody else. If service in his serving, he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation. Did you know there is a ministry of exhortation? A ministry of that. Do you ever seen people in life that everywhere they go, they are just an uplifter to everybody and anybody they meet, that they just constantly go around and exhort people? And constantly lift up people to where every, they just, wherever they go, they're out blessing people. And people just get blessed and exhorted by just some of the things they say to them. 
seemingly maybe insignificant, but you have no idea sometimes how led those people can be in saying what they say to people. You don't know what kind of day they had. You could just come up to somebody and say something at the right time to somebody and it could change their world that day. You know, I've both obeyed God in that and both missed him too. I missed him terribly on times when I should have spoke up and, and didn't speak up for various reasons. I'll give you one example. I was, I was in this prayer room praying and we were all praying. It was before church services. I missed many years ago. But I was praying in this prayer room and uh, somebody was walking in front of me in the prayer room and I felt something. Now, this will sound real strange to you unless you know the Lord and know how spiritual things are. I felt somebody pick up my hand and put it on his shoulder in the spirit. You understand I have a hand in the spirit. I have a physical hand, but I also have a hand in the spirit. And somebody, I felt somebody pick my hand up in the spirit and put it, not in the natural. My hand was down at my side. I looked at it just to be sure, and it was still there. But it felt like somebody took my hand and put it on. And I thought, and, that's, and as we walked a few minutes more, that same impression came to me again. To pick up my hand and just put it on somebody's shoulder. Just pat them on the shoulder. And I blew that off because I thought to myself, now here's the devil. He knew how he knew. You know, he knows more than we do sometimes. He said to me, and I know it was him now, oh, cut it out. He's going to think, who are you, the great comforter? Now that's the thoughts I had in my mind. See, and he'll talk you right out of stuff. So I didn't do it. Well, then I went into the service. And as we're just worshiping in the service, the power of God was rushing out of me as I was just worshiping the Lord. Now, I'm not trying to get flaky like some do, but I just was worshiping the Lord and the power of God was rushing out of me. And some people try to make that happen and even imagine that it's happening when it's not happening because they want it to happen. But I'm talking about really happened. It went and the power of God was rushing into that person. Same person in the prayer room. And they just happened to, never before, can I ever remember them sitting just a row or two in front of me? Never before. But this particular, you know how people are? They're kind of territorial. They kind of get their, their seats and then that's kind of where they just always sit. I mean, I was that way. I mean, if that's where I sat, I just sat there. That's just, you know, I don't know. We just do that. You know, just out of habit. I guess it's easier, whatever, feel more comfortable. But never before. And sure enough, as, as the power of God's going into them, well, I didn't, still didn't do anything. Now, I'm not in the ministry, you understand? Now, this is numbers of years ago. I'm, you know, over 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Well, I went to work the next day, and I'm in my office, and all of a sudden, coming up out of my spirit, call that person. Never called them before. Ne never did, did I? Never called them before that time, but the impression come up to me, call them. And I thought, I haven't said to myself, something's going on there. And I, you don't always know what. He don't always tell you what. But I knew something's going on. And I picked up the phone and was going to dial. And I got talked out of it. And so I hung the phone back up and didn't call him. Well, the next night was church service. And I went to church. And pastor asked for prayer for that person and that family because they had miscarried. And I felt like, I do now, I felt like crying. I thought, you idiot. You idiot. The Holy Ghost, how desperately the Holy Ghost was just trying to comfort them in some way. And this just goes to show how he is. And I didn't obey. But there have, I haven't always been that stupid. 
I have tried to improve a little bit over the past few years to try to obey. And sometimes I have, even when it was seemed hard against my mind to do things. But I have and, and obeyed and thank God I tried to do better. But exhortation in verse 8 is a ministry. He who gives with liberality. Aren't we all supposed to give? Doesn't the Bible t- oh yeah, the Bible teaches we're all supposed to give. But he's talking about ministries here. He's talking about somebody who's called to that type of a ministry. God wants to bless them for this specific purpose to funnel money into the body of Christ in a large way. You know, not everybody will be able to give $1,000 a week to a church. And that's okay. That's, maybe, that's not their call, necessarily. But, sure, we're all supposed to give. But God's talking about a ministry here. He who leads with diligence... He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Just to trust his cleansing blood. Just and simple faith. I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Finding and Following God's Plan for You. If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y dot org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life. To the church.